Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, giving sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Colmel, a kid on summer vacation trying to figure out what we're going to do today. Fortunately, I have with me today my British brother, a man of comparatively few words. He's my friend and 40K coach and the furb to my Phineas, Michael Costello. Mike, how's it going? I am well, thank you. Um, I mean, I'm going to assume it's a Phineas and Ferb reference. Yep. But I haven't watched much of it. I just know about the platypus. Um, yeah, Perry. <laughs> Perry the platypus. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, looking forward to talking about Deathwatch, actually. Um, excited to be running them as well in 10th. I didn't think I'd actually be going back to running them uh, in 10th edition, but I've actually got an event um, that I'll be playing. Probably will have finished playing by the time that this episode comes out. Um, but yeah, loads to talk about. Very exciting. Oh, cool. What event are you playing in? Um, so it's uh, the Winchester GT here in the UK. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, obviously, we're talking about uh, Death Watch today. Uh, so uh, thanks to Games Workshop for sending us preview copies of all the indexes. Um, these episodes would not be possible without GW's trust and confidence in us, and we, uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, before we get into it, uh, let's stop real quick to acknowledge the outpost. The Competitive 40K podcast is proudly supported by The Outpost, your friendly local gaming store with the most helpful and friendliest of staff. After visiting The Outpost, I was taken aback by the whole host of products available in-store and online. With awesome discounts, gaming tables and a huge range of terrain for different game systems, The Outpost is certainly a great place to hang out and hobby. Check out www.the-outpost.co.uk or go and visit them in-store. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Please do not forget to like, share, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Mike's there at, at uh, VT underscore Mike underscore. I'm on there, as cor- of course, as at Infantry Lawyer 40K. Uh, and uh, with that, uh, let's talk about Death Watch, our shared favorite faction. Obviously, they're Space Marines, so the army rule is going to be Oath Moment. That's right, yes. So in the command phase, you don't know already, we're going to pick an enemy unit and the whole army that's uh, Astartes is going to get reroll hits and wounds against that target. Great. Very cool. Good yep. start. Nice and simple. But, uh, and then the, the detachment rule um, is, is uh, kill teams. Yeah, so the kill teams is kind of like a, a second army rule alongside Oath of Moment, but it's Death Watch specific. Um. So kill teams, basically Death Watch can take uh, multiple uh, units called dil- uh, kill teams, which have different um, models represented in there. So you could have Terminators and bikes, jump pack dudes alongside um, your regular Space Marines. Uh, so kill teams basically talks you through how to play with these units that have different models in them. So uh, each time you target a kill team, if there's different toughness characteristics, then you use the toughness characteristic of the majority of models in that unit. And if there's two or more that are tied, um, then use the highest value of the tied toughness characteristics. In addition, when you're embarking within transports, kill team terminators, outriders, bikers, jump pack units, uh, models take up the space of two models, but they can otherwise embark within any transport that their unit can embark within, even though similar models in other units might have terminator mounted or jump pack keywords. So if, if the numbers are right with the, the amount of capacity and what you've got, you can actually go into um, transports that normally wouldn't allow you to have things like Terminators um, or bikes in them, which is quite cool. 
Yeah, so you could have, so you could have a bike coming out of a Land Raider. Exactly, exactly yeah. that. Um, and in addition, when interacting with terrain, um, all of the mounted or jump pack um, models count as having infantry keyword. Yep. And then there's a few units that you can't take, and because you get these really cool kill teams, the um, there's a short list of units you cannot take. No assault squads, no assault squad with jump packs, no attack bikes, no devastators, no land speeder storms, no scouts, no scout snipers, and no firstborn tactical squads. Mm-hmm. And then we get sense. to the yeah, which makes sense. And then we get to the juicier part of the Black Spear Task Force detachment rule, which is mission tactics. Yeah, super cool. Um, so this is uh, kind of similar to the Gladius um, Task Force. Um, so. At the start of your command phase, you can select one of the mission tactics listed below, uh, and then until the start of your next command phase, you get the effects of, of that mission tactic. And there's three. So you've got Furore Tactics, um, which means that all of your weapons get sustained hits one, all of them, so you ranged, your melee, for the whole, um, your turn and your opponent's turn. Or you can have Malayas Tactics, which gives you lethal hits instead. Great, especially against higher toughness targets. Uh, and then you also have Pegatus Tactics, which on a critical hit um, gives that attack precision, which is incredibly strong. Um, but each of these tactics can only be selected once per battle. Yeah, so uh, there is a way to sort of sidestep around that a little bit, but we'll get to that when we get to the stratagems. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the uh, I do wish that the, I mean, it'd be way too powerful, but having to rely on a critical hit to get the precision is challenging. So it's not going to be quite yeah. as reliable. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you've got all, things like Oath, it starts to become yeah. Yeah, a little bit more, more realistic. Yeah. If, you're, if you are very judicious with where you're putting your Oath of Moment target that turn and you know you're, this is going to be my Brigadist turn. Mm. All right. I'm going to pick the character, the unit that's got the character in it that I really, really need dead. And then yeah. my entire army is going to get precision against that and with reroll hits and wounds against that target. All right. Now you're, you're in business. So, all right. And I can say that in, in, in my first uh, 10th edition test game, I ran uh, my Death Watch and I, I did put my Oath of Moment on the uh, Zephyrum unit with St. Celestine in it. And then um, if it wasn't for those, I, I mean, uh, I think I just had some bad dice rolls, but I just about whacked St. Celestine in one go. So, nice. Um, and I didn't, you know, I was just messing around just trying to figure out how things worked, but it was... It's very efficient. Let's just say that. Yeah. So, all right. Um, now having, so covering the, the army rule and the, um, and the detachment rules, um, Mike, just give everybody a, a quick overview of what to expect from, um, from playing with or against Death Watch. Yeah. So Death Watch is an army where you build into um, these multiple big units of space marines that have characters attached with them. And these big units are going to kick out a lot of damage uh, most of the time, they're going to be pretty durable, um, but there aren't going to be many of them. So when you're playing against Death Watch or playing with Death Watch, it's going to be really, really important where you're using these big, powerful assets in your army um, because you're going to want them focused around objectives on the table um, and, of course, make use of Oath by being in the right place with these big units because that's where most of your damage is coming from. Uh, and there's a lot of versatility as well from these units. You can be he- great at shooting as well as having a nice combat punch too. But then you also need to make sure you're not taking loads of just these big units because it can be uh, an easy thing to do in 10th edition. Take big 10-man units with characters attached to all of them, send them out on the table. Sure is cool, 
um, but you may struggle when it comes to uh, scoring some of those tactical objectives. If you're playing against Death Watch, um, try eliminating some of those more mobile or smaller units that the Death Watch player has, because uh, that will help you keep uh, keep their list under control um, while you're trying to deal with those really, really tough killy units. Yeah, if you, if you kill a couple of the uh, the smaller, if you have a couple, your, your Death Watch opponent might have a couple small Intercessor units or a land speed or something there to try to do the scoring stuff so that the rest of his kill teams can focus on... Um, you know, Killing. most of the murdering uh, <laughs> yeah. that's gonna that's that they're trying to accomplish. And if you get rid of those other small units, now they have to make some serious choices. Hey, do one of my four or five very large ten man bricks of something that's really specialized in Killy? So now I have to pull that off and use that to score points, or I'm going to lose. So it's a it, there is a high skill ceiling on, and even a high skill floor, relatively speaking. I think on on Death Watch, especially when it comes yeah. to list building, you can't get. There's a lot of toys in the Space Marine Codex, and even more when you factor in the the kill teams. You got to be real careful with your list building, or you're going to um, write yourself out of the game. Absolutely. So, all right. So, before we get into some data sheets, we'll stop real quick to acknowledge our second sponsor of the day, Color Forge. The Competitive 40K podcast is supported by Color Forge. I found Color Forge 18 months ago, and I was blown away by the quality of the product. I've always had an incredible finish, not too thick, not too chalky, and have always had the perfect coverage in all kinds of weather conditions. The cans are around 25% larger and cheaper than most other brands on the market. All of the colors are matched to Citadel base color, so it makes that transition from rattle can to paints absolutely seamless. Check out www.thecolorforge.com to pick up your sprays today, along with a whole host of other awesome hobby products. And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to um, go check out the competitive Warhammer 40k community Facebook page. Uh, the password that, uh, as of this month is now Angron. So don't forget to include the correct password. No password, no answering questions, no entrance. So no shoes, no shirt, no service. Um, and uh, VT News, there are still some tickets available. I think there's just a couple left for the Vanguard Tactics Workshop at Lone Star Open, which is now, as of recording, um, just a little over a week away. So, uh, guys, go online if you're going to come to Lone Star, or if you just live in the in the greater Dallas area, uh, please just sign up for the um, for the workshop and come see uh, and learn a whole lot from Steve, and um, you know, watch me fumble around playing, you know, Igor to his Frankenstein. So um, it'll be a lot of fun. So um, with that, uh, Mike, obviously, there's there's since we're not doing all of the Space Marines, we only have a few data sheets to cover. We can dig right mm-hmm. into. Um, the first one, you want to start with the Watchmaster? Yeah, of course. Um, so the Watchmaster is where you should start if you're playing Death Watch. Um, this guy is great. I would say uh, an auto-include. Um, two fantastic abilities uh, and, you know, a solid data sheet overall as well. Uh, so the Watchmaster, um, pretty standard Space Marine profile, but does have a 2-plus armor save base, which is really, really nice. Yeah. Um, has the Captain keyword which means you can attach some of those smaller characters to the same unit so your apothecaries oh well not apothecaries because this guy is firstborn but you could attach a lieutenant to the squad for example um and hits he hits relatively hard in combat but more importantly if he's leading a unit that unit's eligible to shoot and declare a charge in a turn in which it advanced or fell back great this unit does what it wants yeah it goes where it wants it does what it wants when it wants yeah However, he can only lead Death Watch veterans and Proteus kill teams, which 
yeah, it's not really it's- much of a downside. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I was gonna say which which is somewhat tragically limiting because there's a couple other kill teams you might want to stick him in, but I, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on on the Proteus yeah. kill teams. Yeah, all right. Um, his other ability, of course, is is another must take. So, Watchmaster once per battle after your opponent uses a stratagem. If this model is your warlord and is on the battlefield, it can use this ability. If it does until the end of the battle, increase the cost of that stratagem to your opponent by one CP. Excellent. Sick of yeah. your opponent reducing your armor penetration characteristic? Make armor attempt cost an extra CP. Sick of your opponent re-rolling things? Make command point re-roll uh, an extra CP. Maybe you don't want them interrupting combat as much. Make that three command points. There's <laughs> so many different... Uh, or Overwatch, even. If you're sick of Overwatch from Knights, make that cost two command points. Um, yeah. So yeah, superb model, but bear in mind he has to be on the table for that ability to work, so it won't work if he's in a transport. Yeah, but if I mean, it, like you said, especially with with how uh, thirsty most factions are for CP in this uh, edition right now, uh, that is an, a supremely powerful ability if you apply it at the yeah. right time. And if you wanted to take it a step further, you could take a Calidus Assassin with the army, which has the same ability, but that different. Is true. So you could affect two of your opponent's stratagems if you wanted to go that route. It's gross. I hadn't thought about that. All right. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> And then the only, I think the only other character, yeah, the only other character in this game, or in this uh, set of index cards, is Watch Captain Artemis, mm-hmm. a, a longtime Death Watch stalwart. Yes, yeah, from the original Inquisitor 54mm game, or whatever it was, um, has a plastic model, uh, and the first uh, of the Death Watch models actually in the range. Uh, so he's kind of like a normal captain. Um, he has uh, an ability that lets him use a stratagem on his unit, even if the stratagem's already been used on another unit from your army this phase, even if your unit's battle-shocked. Um, however, it doesn't make it cost zero command points, so that's got an upside and a downside. The downside is you're going to have to pay the command points to benefit his unit. The upside is that you could use the normal Space Marine Captain's Rights of Battle ability to make a stratagem zero command points, and you can use it if someone else has used it. And then you can basically use the same stratagem three times in a turn on three different units, uh, which is interesting. I'm sure there's something there um, for Artemis because that's quite a cool. You could grenade three times potentially, uh, hmm. or something like that. Uh, can you? Well, he's uh, Artemis has the captain keyword. Mm-hmm. Can you have two captains? Yeah, absolutely. You can have as many as you like. Well, oh, okay. Depending on the which data sheet they come from, of course. Right. right. Just, oh yeah, that's right. They just can't be in the same unit. Okay, yeah. in the same bodyguard unit. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why I was suddenly I was I was back to my old uh, ninth edition rules. <laughs> if you can only have one captain and one and one chapter master. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I had a complete ninth edition flashback. My bad. Yeah. And then um, the first time he dies, he actually can stand back up with a wound remaining. Oh, it's good too. He gets to play a little Saint Celestine action. All right. Not bad. All Not right. Bad. And he can join Death Watch veterans and Proteus kill teams as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but he since he does have the captain keyword, he can have a lieutenant and a right. apothecary join him. So, which is nice. Yeah. Although you can't have apothecaries join Proteus kill teams. No, exactly. Believe. So you you wouldn't be able to get an apothecary, which is yeah why I backtracked on that earlier. But you can get a lieutenant. Yeah. You can get a lieutenant. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, and then so then we get to kill team Cassius. Yes, which is the the it's technically a Proteus kill team sort of, and yeah. for, as far as its its contents and but it's very fixed as to what you can take. Yeah, so to round these guys up, um, while Chaplain Cassius is in the unit, 
the melee weapons get devastating wounds. Cool. Um, and you can reroll Battleshock and Leadership tests for the unit. Um, you also have a 4 plus, so you feel in a pain 4 plus against psychic attacks um, whilst you have the uh, Librarian model in the unit. Now, there's a whole bunch of different weapons here. I'm not going to go through, through them all. This is like a cool thematic unit with a lot of different multi-purpose weapons. Um, but it also comes in relatively cheap um, given you know what you get in there. So it's, I think it's only 255 points as it stands. You've got kind of two little characters in there um, and a bunch of weapons. So yeah, interesting, interesting little unit. I, I could maybe see some play with it, maybe. Oh, I just noticed too that they've listed the names of all of the um, yeah, veterans. Yeah, it's a, it's a nightmare. On the, on the unit <laughs> composition on the back of the card. Yeah. They've got all the unit veterans, the names listed. That's that's very cool. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. So then we get to um, what is the only battle line unit in this index, uh, which are the Death Watch veterans. Yes. Yes. Love these guys. I actually think this is probably one of the most solid data sheets in the Death Watch index. Um, Death Watch veterans. So the battle line. So you could actually put an Inquisitor in there if you're interested in that kind of thing. Um, these guys have the death to the alien rule, which means that they reroll ones to hit all the time. Um, but if they're fighting something that doesn't have Imperium or Chaos keywords, then you can reroll the, all of their hit rolls. Um, really, really handy. There are a lot of strong non-Imperial, non-Chaos armies out there. Uh, so this is a good pick right now. Uh, and it's the only Death Watch unit with OC2. Um, so they kind of have their objective-taking capability. Um, Within this unit, based simply on the OC. How do you feel about the uh, the frag cannon, the 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 Death Watch specific heavy weapons, the frag cannon and the Infernus heavy bolter? Yeah, so I think there's three main weapons that we'll probably talk about throughout this podcast, um, or at least cover here once. Um, the frag cannon, I think, is actually fantastic. I think this is uh, maybe a hidden gem in the Death Watch arsenal. So it's blast, it's heavy. It's rapid fire D3. It's range 18. So at um, 9 inches, it's going to get 2 D3 shots because it, it normally only gets D3 shots. Uh, you can have four of them in the squad. So if you're firing this unit uh, at a, let's say, five, uh, 5 model unit, you're going to get your 4 D3, uh, sorry, 8 D3 plus four shots because there's five models in that unit as soon as you start scaling that up to um units with 20 models in you're getting your 8d3 plus um 16 uh shots uh these hit on fours but of course you're re-rolling ones strength seven ap1 two damage uh that's a pretty decent profile uh, and really pairs well with one of the stratagems yeah, the the volume of fire, the strength seven is is nice. The AP could be a little better, but we've uh, you know we can't have everything, and there is there actually is a strat to deal with that too. And with the volume of fire you're putting out, potentially yeah. strength you're gonna seven. Break a lot. Strength seven is actually the magic number I think in in the game at the moment because it means that you wound toughness twelve things on fives instead of um, on sixes. And I could have easily seen the frag cannon going to strength six. So I'm glad it's strength seven um, at the moment. But obviously, it did used to go to th something like strength nine if you were really close to the enemy, which was really cool. Mm. Um, but I'm 
unfortunately there's there's no that's not reflected reflected here right but solid weapon so, solid weapon yeah and and how about the infernus heavy bolter because it's sort of i mean it literally has it's a it's a heavy bolter and a heavy flamer so you've got this the heavy and sustained hits one on the heavy bolter part mm-hmm. and then the torrent and ignores cover on the heavy flamer um is this something worth a look or for uh, overwatch purposes I think so, and yeah, exactly for for Overwatch purposes. I also think AP one ignores cover is one of the better profiles in the game. That's that's something you want to be looking at. Is AP one ignores cover? Um, it almost puts you at AP two because all of the cover in the game is is so um, easy to get. And of course, these would benefit from strats to increase AP um, that we may or may not have that we'll cover later. Hmm. Um, right. The only the only issue with the Infernus Heavy Bower, which is different to if you've played Deathwatch before in the previous edition, is that you now have to choose one of the two profiles to use. You can't fire the Heavy Bower and the Heavy Flamer at the same time. Mm, okay. I actually was toying around with on my list. I was toying around with sticking a Deathwatch ten man te- Deathwatch Veteran Squad in a drop pod and having yep. them come down and then in twelve, you know, within twelve, you know, stay at twelve inches. That's fine. I still get all my rapid fire and mm-hmm. then. You and then you, the rest of your squad can have um, the uh, uh, long range vigil weapon, which is basically just the Death Watch version of the combi weapon. So it's got mm-hmm. anti infantry four plus, devastating wounds, and rapid fire one. So you're just coming down with a whole lot of rapid fire. You got devastating wounds. You got four frag cannons sh- coming out of a drop pod. Yeah. At you know ideal location and range could do a lot of lot of damage. Yes. So absolutely. I haven't thrown that on the table yet, but it's it's coming. Yeah. There's one more weapon, um, Deathwatch specific, that I will talk about here because I personally think you, you put four in every single one of these squads. Um, it's the Deathwatch Thunderhammer. Oh, okay. So this yeah. keeps devastating wounds like the normal Space Marine Thunderhammer, but we've tooled this up. It's strength 10. Okay, not, not strength 8, strength 10. AP 2, same as the, the normal Thunderhammer, but damage three that's big damage three is pretty rare in 10th edition um having it on a devastating wounds weapon as well is scary you pair this with your oath of moment uh and what have you uh, and this becomes a very terrifying prospect all right yeah it's the uh uh it's it's what we used to be called the death watch the death watch heavy thunder hammer now it's just called the death watch thunder hammer um and you can have, you said four in the squad? You can have four in addition oh, yeah, to having yeah, yeah. four other Marines with one of these heavy weapons. Yeah. For every five models in this unit, up to two models can each have their bulk and a long visual melee weapon replaced with one Death Watch Thunder Hammer. So sacrifice a, a few of those combi weapons, uh, those long vigil range weapons, and put in four of those Thunder Hammers. So when you come out of that drop pod, you shoot a lot with the frag cannons and then charge on in with your Thunder Hammers. And yeah. It's, yeah, uh, I like it. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah so all right uh and then um it specifically says attached unit if a character from your army with the leader ability can be attached to a vanguard veteran squad then they qualify to be attached to a death watch veteran squad and all the the death watch units have something like that that says tells yeah. you which characters can join these squads from the main space ring book yeah exactly so, uh all right on to death watch terminators cool they're, I mean, they're pretty much the same as, as normal Terminators, except they're war gear options. So uh, these guys, they have, if they end a charge move, each enemy unit with engagement range of this unit must take a Battleshock test. That's the same as the Assault Terminator squad. 
and then they've got teleport homer um which is you you place a token on the board start the battle uh, and you can once per battle rapid ingress for zero command points to set up within three inches of the token and not nine of any enemy units so yeah pretty cool pretty cool abilities um nothing too fancy uh, the thing with Deathwatch Terminators, though, is they get to have three um, heavy weapons or special weapons um, per squad, and they can interchange shooting weapons with um, Thunder Hammers and Storm Shields or Lightning Claws. So they get the best of both worlds when it comes to Terminators. Okay. Um, are you generally of the the opinion that Lightning Claws are sort of a waste, especially with Oath of Moment? Uh, Lightning Claws are, I don't think, the best way to go with death watch because there's so many other ways to get sort of anti low toughness shots uh across the board um especially when it comes to our um stratagems a lot of them are shooting based and a lot of them really really help you against that kind of profile so in combat we want to hit hard um because we don't have the strat support for combat the same as we do for shooting yeah uh and do, are you do you for Deathwatch Terminators, do you think it's better? I mean, because the weapon profile is almost identical, um, strength, AP, and damage between the Thunder Hammer and the Chain Fist. Do you, I was thinking the Chain Fist might be the better way to go to give a little variety with the anti-vehicle 3+. Are you thinking Devastating Wins is better? Or? Um, so I think the, the main selling point here is that you either take the Chain Fist with a Storm Bolter or you can have the Thunder Hammer with a Storm Shield. And for me, having a storm shield, which gives you an extra wound, uh, can be more advantageous um, than a storm bower. But it's kind of up in the air. I mean, you could go either way. They're both okay. they're both good. The chain fist is with anti vehicle three plus is much better at taking vehicles on. Um, but yeah, having the four wounds does make you a bit more impervious to damage three weapons, um, and a lot more impervious to damage one uh, weapon. So it's kind of I think player's choice that one because you can either okay. have the shots um or you can have the the wounds okay all right um and then we'll move on to the veteran bike squads mm-hmm. these are uh, sadly we're we're not they haven't been upgraded upscaled to include outriders yet but you so these, no. are, these all have to be the the firstborn marine bike model yeah and you can't take an attack bike with them either yeah i, I made two last edition i never paid oh, did them. you and now I can't use them, sadly. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'll be honest. Um, not a great data sheet. Um, probably could have done more with it. Their ability is just they add six to their move when they advance. It's a bit. It's not particularly like, you know, Death Watch and uh, and Elite. Um, what they do get over normal uh, bike squads is that they can have a long visual melee weapon, which is. Uh, strength 5 and AP 2 rather than a chainsword um, so that's kind of it and the sergeant can have one of a variety of weapons but really yeah I, I, it's a cheap-ish unit to go and do a card maybe um, but not a standout unit for sure yeah alright um, uh, and then this one says that if a character from your with the leader ability from an um, outrider squad or can be attached to an outrider squad, then it can be attached to this unit. So that basically means um, most of your um, marine units on bikes, you could technically have a marine, a, a chaplain on a bike or a captain on a bike join the veteran bike squad, but 
I'm not sure why you would. It's no. Uh, I mean, you could give them. I mean, can you give all of them? A, no, you can only give the the sergeant the the yeah, starty shield for the four pinballs. You can't even. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as speeds, base size, save wounds, all that, you're better off just to if you're gonna run bikes, just throw out some outriders. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, and then um. The unit that that you uh, you you Death Watch card checked me with uh, last week when you said we were shocked to the when I told you I don't own one, um, <laughs> the Corvus Black Star. Yeah, yeah. Um, second coolest uh, aircraft in the Warhammer Forty K game, in my opinion. What's the first one? The Valkyrie. Oh okay. Oh yeah, your Imperial Guard is showing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this thing is really cool. Um, as for its data sheet, uh, I think I think it's solid. I think it's a good, um, it's a nice mobile option, uh, and of course a transport. Um, so what you get is it's toughness ten, three plus save, fourteen wounds. Okay, um, it's got stealth inbuilt, so this plane is minus one to be hit. The Black Star cluster launcher. Uh, each time the model ends a normal move, you can select one enemy unit it moved over during that move and roll six d six for each five plus. That unit suffers one mortal wound. So you kind of do like a mini grenade strat in a way. Yeah, um, a little mini bombing run. Yeah, which is quite nice. You've got two war gear options. One of them is the smoke keyword, which means you could play the pop smoke stratagem, which gives you stealth and the benefits of cover. But since you already have stealth and you're probably going to get the benefits of cover anyway, um, you're better off going for the aspects array, which gives you ignores cover on your ranged weapons, which are... Um, so you can have either a twin assault cannon or a twin las cannon. Um, I'd recommend the assault cannon just because the twin las cannon is just one shot. Um, you've yeah. got the the cluster, the black star rocket launcher, which is uh, like an anti horde kind of missile system, um, or you can have storm strike missile launchers. Uh, and just because there isn't a huge amount of ranged anti vehicle in the Death Watch arsenal, um, I do like the storm strike missile launchers kicking in at strength ten, AP two, flat three damage. Um, they're quite nice and you can stick a hurricane bolt on top which is pretty handy just extra shots why not um, so here's the point of contention uh oh this model has a transport capacity of 12 Adeptus Astartes inventory models or one kill team unit each jump pack Gravis or Terminator model takes up the space of two models and each mountain model takes up the space of three models okay so there's a school of thought that says you can put any kill team inside this thing, regardless of the actual capacity that kill team would take up. The 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 uh, Indometer kill team, all Gravis. Yeah, slam them in there captain, because it's technically Because it's technically one kill team unit. Yeah. Um, but it would be a combined total of twenty four capacity, which is double what this guy can take. Um, now I don't share that school of thought personally. Because I still think you have to abide by the twelve, but it's not clear. So you know, this is this is up to your TO how they want to run this. Um, but I personally won't be running it as I can stick twenty-four capacity worth of models inside it. So for me, the interpretation is that you can either have twelve capacity worth of a kill team unit and nothing else in there, no separate characters or anything, or you can have twelve Adeptus Astartes. Uh, infantry models from any number of units um, provided none of those units are kill teams yeah that's the, kind of the way i read it 
but it yeah. is up in the air. I, so yeah, I would agree. That's one of those. Err on the side of caution. Don't you know? Assume rules as intended. Uh, you know that it's you're not supposed to be carting around magically twenty four marines worth of you know guys inside yeah. this what is barely looks physically large enough to carry five space marines in a car in its uh <laughs> hangar or its uh cargo area so yeah to, don't be cheesy um and then how many points is the corvus uh hundred and eighty something i believe I'll grab my list on the app um Yes, I've got one of these in my tournament army. I mean, the fact that it's been terrible for a very long time and it's now yeah. kind of playable is um, great. You're going to run it. I think it's, yeah, 180 points, which is pretty solid for everything you get out of that. Yeah. So, that's why when I got that text from you last week, you're like, do you even death watch? And I was like, <laughs> this sucks forever. Why would I own one? <laughs> Yeah, I strongly recommend trying one of these out. Um, 20 inch move and then being able to disembark and do whatever you want. Um, great. It does hover so you can start on the table and act as a normal unit. Uh, but be wary, it is Deadly Demise D6. So if it does blow up, it's going to hurt. Yeah. So the hope that that stealth keeps it alive for through round one. So that by round two, when you get it off into yeah. your appointments, the deployment zone and it blows up, it'll, you know, yeah. do its mortal wounds where it should. Yeah. Um, and then last thing to note is if you do go into hover, you lose the aircraft keyword, which means you can actually hide behind ruins. Um, so bear that in mind when you're using this thing. Okay. All right. Um, so then moving on to the Proteus kill team, first of our four kill teams. Mm, I think personally, this is the best one. Um, but okay. Maybe that's because I've made my name using this uh, kill team. Is, is, the, is, the, is the, uh, the, the Costello kill team? Um, back in action on this one because I, I was thinking uh, not given that you know I don't think it is not the exact okay. loadout so no not really um, we've lost our black shields very sad about that I'm sure all of you Deathwatch players are also sad about that um, so that's like a unit champion we've lost there isn't even a sergeant in the squad so once again a bit of a bit of a loss there yeah um, however what we do have is an excellent unit ability each time model in this unit makes an attack that targets a unit that is not below half strength, add one to the hit roll. That's excellent. Yeah. Most things you want to target with this unit are not going to be below half strength because you want to make them dead. Um, right. So Before, before yeah. they get a chance to sit around and shoot back at you. Exactly. Uh, what this means is things like your frag cannon, which normally hit on fours, are hitting on threes against most targets, which is super effective. Um, yeah. Also means your Deathwatch Thunderhammer, which normally hits on fours, is hitting on threes now. Um, so you're getting a lot out of this. And then when you look at putting Terminators in the squad, which you most definitely do, their Terminator Thunderhammer weirdly is four attacks, not three, uh, like the actual Terminators. Um, but it's also hitting on threes, which means you're going to hit on twos with it um, in this squad if you're targeting something that's not below half strength. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't noticed the difference in the attacks. Yeah. So this is a case where you definitely take the Thunderham over the Chain Fist. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. Now, do you think it's as important to have somebody with a jump pack um, like we did in last edition for that extra movement? Because with Fly being different slash problematic mm. through terrain, mm. it seems like it would be less beneficial. 
you've already got the keyword, the infantry keyword, just move through the terrain instead of having yeah. a... Yeah, it, it, exactly. I think the... So what was usually the good thing about the previous edition is we, we could use the bike's movement and the jump pack guy's movement to get into combat. We could also use those abilities to make our pylons and everything a little bit easier, touch objectives. I have yet to try it. I think I will because it could be very, very useful and it could be very good. Um, the only issue is that um, previously it cost a different amount of points if you were going to run a biker or a jump pack dude or a terminator. Uh, as it stands right now, uh, it doesn't matter what you run, 10 of them cost exactly the same um, points, which kind of makes you want to lean into the toughest, the best model that you can put in this kill team, which is the terminator. Okay. Uh, and bear in mind uh, as well, if you've got a watchmaster, you can advance and charge and stuff anyway. So you've got a bit more mobility. The bike. There's no longer a you can fall back and charge if there's a bike in the unit, um, which was obviously one of the the best parts of having a bike in yeah. the unit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the that when I was looking at putting in a Proteus kill team into my list, I was like, we don't get fall back and shoot anymore with jump packs. We don't get fall back and charge with bikes anymore. Do I really want to stick these guys in here or not? Yeah, maybe not. That's that's the issue. And we've got some great transport options now as well. Yeah. Um, so we don't we don't really need the the extra movement. You know, land raiders are back in the game. The Corvus we've just mentioned. Um, so yeah, I think these guys look strong, but you're probably not running them um, the way we used to run them. Um, you can take up to four terminators. You know, you're probably going to do that unless you're watching your transport capacity, um, and you're probably not going to run kill team veterans with jump packs because unfortunately they can't take heavy thunder hammers anymore. Um, they're stuck with just an heirloom weapon. Um, sorry, a long vigil melee weapon. Um, and bikers likewise. So really, it's just kill team veterans and terminators. Um, yeah. And once again, you're going to stick as many heavy thunder hammers and frag cannons in the unit as you can. Right. Um, yeah. And the yeah terminators, it's, too bad you can't, it's too bad you can't put the heavy thunder hammer on the terminators, but... Yeah. Know. Yeah, well, you know, they're not quite trained to... I don't know what the reason is. Anyway... Um, <laughs> There's no logic to it, but uh, Yeah, but I don't know why you can't just give it to a dude on a bike. But um, yeah, so Terminator-wise, you can still go for three with fancy weapons. Um, so you could, there's multiple different builds here you could do where you have like an all-shooting unit, three assault cannons. It's nothing to be sniffed at. I really like the idea of three cyclone missile launchers as well um, because they hit on threes base. So getting them to hit on twos because you're targeting something that's not below half strength super effective anti-tank but also storm shields and thunder hammers is great um because there's no invulnerable save on the models in the unit unless you take a shield which as we've said we're taking big hammers and um heavy weapons so having a four wound terminator with a four plus invulnerable save tanking loads of hits for your unit is, is probably where i'll be going with it with combat units but i do like the cyclone missile launcher option okay cool very cool. All right. Uh, anything else to say about these guys? Again, they can be joined by anybody who can join a Vanguard veteran squad. So, um, yeah, I think most of your captains. Yeah, so. most most of your characters. Um, yeah, solid unit. The best kill team, in my opinion. Okay. All right. Uh, and then we'll move it on to the. Um, uh, I'm sorry, we don't say Primaris anymore. Apparently, it's a bad word. It's we, we, Tacticus. We, use the tacticus. We, have say, yeah. we have to say Tacticus. <laughs> the Tacticus version, essentially. The Fortis yeah. kill team, which uh, is uh, basically inter- uh, it, it. They don't use those words anymore, but it is um, intercessors, yes. 
um, Hell Blasters, Outriders, and Assault Intercessors can go into this kill team. Yes. Unfortunately, this is the weakest of the kill teams. Um, yeah. And it probably doesn't take much to, to, to work that out. So their abilities, they get plus one to hit against a unit that's below half strength. Uh, so frankly, most of the time, I want to be shooting a kill team at a unit that's above half strength. Um, because you've got so much power packed into that one big unit. Um, so this is a little bit of a, a, a miss, I think, this ability. Um, in addition, their weapon options aren't fantastic. You start with five intercessors. You can have up to four plasma incinerator intercessors, which use Hellblaster models for, obviously. Um, you can have up to four assault intercessors, um, which are the models you'd use for these guys with heavy bolt pistols. And you can have two kill team outriders. Um, None of those units are necessarily stand out. I do love Hell Blasters. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So, you know, there's a shout for chucking as many of those in as you can. Um, but other than that, it's a bit of a, uh, what's the word? Mediocre. Yes. Uh, yeah, a bit of a miss. Um, and of course, yeah. any character that can join intercessors can join these. So this is where the majority of your Tacticus um, Primaris characters uh, can go. Yeah. I, I was just looking at this. I'm thinking, why wouldn't I just run a Hell Blaster squad? You know, in the in the old rules, yes. it was all right. You know, you you picked a Fortis kill team because they had objective they had uh, objective secured. Yeah. Now these guys are OC one, just like Hellblasters. Just yeah. take a ten man Hellblaster squad, put 10, 10 plasma incinerators out there, and go to town. Yeah. Completely agree. So, and my my Hellblaster squad that I was that I'm running in my list is got an apothecary with them. So in case they hazardous fail. Yeah. Uh, okay, a couple of guys died from a hazardous. One of you will come back next turn. Yeah, nice. So nice. Yeah. All right. Um, then we move on to what I think is potentially. A, a, I think it's. I think they're stronger than they were last edition. Let's put it that way. The Indometer kill team. Yeah, I think they're the second best kill team. Okay. Um, bias, bias away. Actually. Yeah. So, so you can have five heavy intercessors. In, well, you have to have five heavy intercessors in there, and one of those heavy intercessors. Can have a heavy bolt, uh, a heavy bolter, which you're going to do. Um, you can have up to two heavy intercessors with power fists, which you use the aggressor models for. You can have up to two heavy intercessors with melter rifles, which you use eradicators for, um, and up to two heavy intercessors with jump packs, which you use the inceptor models for. This changed from the last edition, um, yeah, because you you can only have two guys with power fists now, so the, the combat threat from this unit's kind of a lot less. Yeah. But I mean, having toughness go their toughness go up to six across the yeah. board is nice. Yeah, they're all three wounds a pop. Yeah, it's a lot there's, to chew through. There's a yeah, it is a lot for um, anybody not using a castigator tank against you to chew through. Yeah, <laughs> Shauna, <laughs> Shauna. Ugh. Um, um, yeah, their ability builds into that quite well as well. Actually, I quite like their ability. Um, so. Indomitable Doctrines, each time a model in this unit makes an attack, add one to the hit roll if this unit is below its starting strength, and add one to the wound roll as well if this unit's below half strength. You're going to have plus one to hit on this unit a lot because someone's going to shoot it and it's not going to die um, straight away. So you'll have lost a few models. So you're probably killing the heavy intercessors because they're slightly less effective than, well, a lot less effective than the rest of the unit. Um, and then you're going to have plus one to hit with all your power fists, um, all of your other spicy weapons like your multi-melters that you can stick in there your plasma exterminators um, and your heavy bolter that you've got in there uh, so yeah it's a nice it's a good ability it's a really good ability yeah um, I was going to ask your, I was thinking about this uh, last night when I was putting on my notes for today for this kill team you know the question is always 
to do we use plasma inceptors or bolter inceptors? And the the assault the uh, assault bolters are assault pistol sustained hits to twin linked. It's a mm. pretty decent profile. Yeah, I don't know that it's necessary to go to the plasma version. Or what are your thoughts on that? Um, so the only issue with the assault bolters is um, that's it. That's all you've got is those three three shots. Both your bolters combine into one. A twin linked yeah. sustained hits two is fantastic. You're rel- relying on rolling those sixes. Um, yeah, the plasmas are hazardous, but AP is pretty important this edition. Um, mm. And being able to go to damage three flat gives you some pretty strong punch with this unit. Um, so I personally do like the plasmas. Um, I mean, there's an argument for the the bolters as well, though. Yeah, I guess it just depends on what the rest of your list is going to look like if you've got yeah. enough anti armor stuff elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Um, and then obviously anybody uh, characters who can join heavy intercessor squads can join this squad. So yeah, um, all of your Gravis characters. Yeah, there's uh, there's one big combo with this unit that we'll talk about when we get to like enhancements and stuff. Okay, and then what I think, what I was thinking was one of the stronger kill teams in this book. If if you combine with the right character, mm. is the Spectrus kill team. Yes. What character would you combine that with, Dave? The Phobos librarian. Okay. So, because Phobos Librarian makes the rest of the squad essentially lone operative, so you're not, you can't target this unit at range. So, you if you you know, and they the entire squad is going to have infiltrate and scout move, so you can camp them out on a mid board objective from the go, and no, if you've got that character with them, nobody can target them at all. Yeah, and yep. then you've you know, this is and this is the unit where I was wanting to put the. uh uh, the precision ability because you've already got a couple of snipers in here. Why not, you know, give because the big change also to from 10th edition to 9th edition is now the Spectrus kill team can also include suppressors. Yes. So having the accelerator auto cannon in there with three attacks, granted it's only hits on fours, but it's got heavy. So if it doesn't move, it's hitting on threes. And then strength eight, AP one, flat two damage. You can put two of those into a Spectrus kill team. Now that squad is sitting out in the middle of nowhere, your enemy can't target it, and they can put out some decent firepower. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I can definitely see um, where these guys shine, uh, and there's definitely a build out there with maybe even three of these units and a captain in Phobos armor to give you the option to redeploy them um, as you see fit. And I really like, yeah, not being able to target them within unless you're within 12 from the, li- the Phobos librarian. I think that's really strong. And their ability is pretty good as well. Um, so at the end of your opponent's turn if this unit's more than 6 inches away from all enemy units you can remove this unit from the battlefield and place it into strategic reserves and then it arrives uh, in the reinforcement step of your next turn great it's really handy just show up where you want to um, at the end of your opponent's turn disappear, show up, get some nice shots um, on some targets yeah, oh you're you're getting in range you're starting to be able to shoot at me past my, my Phobos Librarian's defensive shroud or oh, it looks like you're gonna you're you're probably you've got a melee unit coming up. It's gonna charge me next turn. I'm just not gonna be here next turn. I'm gonna yep. redeploy to the other side of the board, completely messing you up. And it doesn't cost a CP, and it nope. doesn't cost anything else. And I'm just gonna redeploy to the other side of the board and then resume shooting you from with immunity from the other side of the board. Yeah. So it's yeah. also a very cool kill team. Like it's very like thematic. It's very yeah. special ops. A couple of snipers in there. Um, yeah, 
it's it's cool. yeah it's really cool yeah the the only thing it you you are allowed to put the reaver model in there but unfortunately you don't get the reaver ability so um, no there's not really is, a reason to unless you just thing. want to do it yeah. for 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 cool points if you want to yeah. put put a reaver model or two in there for style points by all means go for it yeah i think you put one in because you can have two snipers two suppressors you may as well just put one reaver in because then you have a guy yeah the squad that looks cool yeah because you can't do the. i mean you can put a um in cursor in there but you don't get his little bomb ability anymore so no uh no, you can't take a haywire mine. No, that's yeah. a shame. So, um, yeah. So just stick a reaver in there for cool points, and yeah. you know, give him his give him his uh, bolt carbine or whatever it is, uh, and then you know, or his bolt pistol. Oh no, no, he just gets the bolt pistol now. That's right. You don't get the other option, but that's okay. He just gets his special issue bolt pistol, which also has precision. So you, if you kit them out right, you half your army's got precision already. Yeah. Other than the um, auto cannons, so you know. All right, uh, that's it for the actual kill teams. That's actually it for the entire index. We've that's it. We're done. We we <laughs> yeah. we did it in record time, Mike. This this is the yeah. fastest uh, codex review we've ever done. Yeah, pobs for uh, everybody all around. Um. All right, but obviously we got to go back now and talk uh, strats and enhancements. So let's talk enhancements first. Okay. Um, uh. So the first one is Thief of Secrets. I love this. I also love this. So, <laughs> Adeptus Astartes model only improve the strength, damage, and armor penetration characteristics of the bearer's melee weapons by one. Bearer's melee weapons, plural. So, if you've got multiple weapons, maybe you're a Gravis captain and you've got the extra attacks from one of your other weapons, this is going to buff the strength, damage, and armor penetration characteristics of all of your attacks. Okay. Yes. Or um, if you put him on a, if you put him on a judiciary who's got fight first and is mm. already in a precision equipped melee beast, yeah, you have some something going there for you. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, so if an enemy model is destroyed as a result of a melee attack made by the bearer at the end of that phase, until the end of the battle, improve the strength, damage, and armor penetration characteristics of the bearer's melee weapons by two instead. Wow. So if we use your judicia example, he's going to what damage four? Yes. That's nasty. The Gravis yes. captain's going to damage four with his little chain sword. <laughs> yes. And his power fist. Um yep. which is nuts. I also quite like it on some models that maybe don't have a lot of damage output, like the Biologis. Suddenly their close combat weapon becomes strength six AP two damage three. Okay. Um so it's it's quite an interesting one. I I like this one a lot. Um, and if you've got points left to put it in, I, I recommend you do because it's, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, my my uh, obviously my my list. I I threw. I was looking at the because I have a Jizzier painted up for Death Watch mm. from last edition. I wanted to. You know, there's so little fights first in the yeah. game at this at, at present. I was like, I gotta get some fights first in there, and he yeah. can join um, intercessor squads and and all that. So he can join a Fortis kill team. He can join a he yeah. can't join a Proteus kill team, but no. um, yeah. you join Blade Guard and stuff. Though you know we can still yeah. take some of those units as well. Yeah. So with his his execution of Relic Blade going from strength seven AP two two damage with devastating wounds and precision and five attacks up to six attacks strength eight um, damage strength. three. Yeah. Uh, or no. Yeah. Uh, so strength nine. Yes. Same number of attacks. Yeah, he could, potentially goes up. Yeah, not attacks. It's still five attacks, 
but he goes up to all the way up to potentially strength nine, AP four, four damage with precision. <laughs> Come here, Junior. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, I think he's got, um, oh yeah, that's right. I was thinking he gets the extra attack because um, if he destroys an enemy character model, then he gets, he gets plus one attack for the rest of the game. So then he does oh, go up see, to right. six attacks. Cool. Yeah, so nice. that's what I was thinking the extra attack. So yeah, so the he he could really become a serious blender if he once he yeah. gets going. Yeah, so, I like him. Might have to look at that. That's really yeah. cool. All right. Uh next one is the Osseus key. This is Watchmaster or Tech Marine model only. Uh at the start of your opponent's shooting phase, select one enemy vehicle unit, excluding Titanic units within 12 inches of and visible to the bearer. That model must take a leadership test. If that test is passed until the end of the phase, each time a model that unit makes an attack, subtract one from the hit roll. That's if you pass, your, you, you uh, subtract one from the hit roll. If the test is failed, the unit's not eligible to shoot at all this phase. So, you know, somebody's rolling, say, a fire prism up the board at you. Turn it off. Mm. It's cool. It's cool. I don't know that it's worth... The points and the because uh, it's the Osseus key is twenty points. Yeah, I don't think it's worth twenty points. No, I agree. Unfortunately, I actually think it's probably the weakest of the the enhancements yeah. due to its situation. Um, and excluding Titanic is a bit of a shame as well because that could have been a really really powerful tool. Yes, if you could uh, shut off uh, a Knight Castellan or something from shooting at you for a turn. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. now that now we're talking some value. Yeah, then I'll pay twenty points, but yeah. Yeah, as it stands, no. Um, and like some of the other things you might want to shut off, the shooting of a night spinner or, you know, a basilisk or something. Um, yeah, but you have to be within But you have, to, you have to be visible, and those things are all going to be hidden behind cover. So again, <laughs> yeah. it, its value is very niche. Yeah. So, all right, you want to do the beacon? Yes, absolutely. Um, this for yeah. me is an auto-include. In, auto uh, you slam this straight onto your Indomitor kill team. Um, so models in the bearer's unit have the deep strike ability. In addition, you can target the bearer's unit with the rapid ingress stratagem for zero command points. Wowzer. Period. Full stop. Not once per game. This is great. This yeah. is great. So um, you can take this on your, your captain or even a biologist that's attached to an indomitable kill team. Uh, and you can just deep strike with that unit, which is superb. And you can rapid ingress with the unit as well. Uh, and yeah. both of those, you know, I can see the value in deep striking because the unit's very shooty. Um, you could likewise use it on one of your other kill teams. Like, you know, there's there's no issue with that. Um, but bear in mind that the Indomita kill team is very difficult to put into transports, um, depending on which side of the fence you are with the Corvus Blackstar. Um, yeah, whereas all of the other kill teams can quite easily fit inside uh, certain transports. Yeah. All right. And then the last one is also, I think, um, pretty strong. Pretty yeah. strong if you're, ti- if, you're, if you're timing when you use it. The Tome of Ectoclades, a Watchmaster or Captain model only. Once per battle after you've selected an enemy unit using the Oath of Moment ability in your command phase, the bearer can use this enhancement if they're on the battlefield. When they do, select a second enemy unit until the start of your next command phase. They get Oath of Moment too. So, and you don't wow. even have to kill the first unit with Oath of Moment. It's basically pick two units, you get Oath of Moment against both of them for an entire turn. Yes. Go hog wild. Go ape and just unleash the Emperor's yep. Fury. Yep. And this is 40 points. It's expensive. And so it should be. Yeah, it's real pricey, though. This yeah. is 
really good. I, I personally, if I'm writing a Death Watch list, I'm going to put aside at least 70 points in the list. So 40 for this, 30 for the beacon, um, and see where it takes me because it's worth 70 points. These are fantastic abilities. Yeah. And if we, uh, uh, and, and I think we just skipped over it, <clears throat> the Thief of Secrets is only 15 points, which is, for what it does, very, very effective. So if you've got 15 extra points laying around, Pick yeah. your favorite character that you think is going to get into melee. Yeah. Grab his captain, captain with power, sword, yeah. judiciary, whoever it is, apothecary, biologus, whoever it's going to be, slam yeah. that on him. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I think the wombo combo here with the Indomitable Kill team is Thief of Secrets on the Gravis Captain and Beacon Angelus on a Biologus. Stick them both onto that Indomitable Kill team uh, and just have fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So. And I just realized now we're now we're gonna get on a strategy, but I just realized that you can't combine the beacon with the teleportarium strat. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, so the first strat, I'll cover it because it's really easy. It's called mm-hmm. Armor of Contempt. You may have heard of it. It's one CP, it's the same thing as in the Space Marine Codex. Yes. You're reducing so, coming AP by one. Yep. Great. Done, finished, full stop. Cool. All right. You want to handle teleportarium? Yes, teleportarium. So uh, at the end of your opponent's fight phase, you can select up to two kill team units. Um, or one uh, Adeptus that is infantry unit from your army, provided they're not in engagement range of any enemy units. Uh, you can remove them from the battlefield, and then in your next reinforcement step, you bring them back on the table um, using essentially deep strike rules. So if your big bulky units are on one side of the board, having done their work, done the Emperor's work, you can pop them in the sky and turn up on the other side of the board if you need to uh, in your next turn. Yeah, the the um, the blood angels w- wish the, and the sisters wish they had this strat because yeah. they they no longer have their angel ascent type stuff. Yeah. But Death Watch still has it. We are one of the few factions that can pick up a unit and at the end of you know, um, and it just says uh, at the end of the, your opponent's fight phase. So I'm just going to pick up this unit at the end of the, your fight phase, and in exactly 30 seconds in my movements phase, I'm going to drop them right back down. Yeah. So yeah. It's really good. It's so good. And all for the bargain basement price of one CP. I mean, yeah. there's there's literally no downside to this. It's fantastic. So, yeah. All right. Then we get into adaptive tactics. Also one CP. Uh, you use this in your command phase. Up on Again, the rest of these strats are all going to be the same way. Up to two kill teams or one mm-hmm. other adaptive Astartes unit. Uh, for each unit targeted, select the Fuhrer tactics, Malleus tactics, or Purgatus tactics until the start of your next command phase. That mission tactic is active for that unit instead of any mission tactic that's active for your army. So this is where I was saying earlier when we were talking about the mission tactics uh, that there's another way to sort of squeeze them in. You can use this to get an extra two extra rounds for two CP. You can get two extra rounds of one of your mission tactics in. Um, yeah on one unit or two units even you can even use it on two kill teams so very solid yeah fantastic and, and this one works on on vehicles as well so you know you yeah. want to get your land raider in a specific um tactic you want sustained hits or something like that um that works too yeah good good strategy good strategy yeah all right uh hellfire rounds go for it uh okay hellfire rounds um so all of these strategies are one command point by the way so if you don't mention it they're all one command point uh, oh, Hellfire right. rounds uh, is shooting phase, and um, it's essentially akin to the special issue ammunition that Death Watch have had in the past. They're basically yep. loading up their bullets. Uh, it doesn't work on vehicles, so none of, none of these next three work on vehicles. 
Um, so you can select two kill team units that haven't shot yet, or one steps to start his unit. Um, and then until the end of the phase, ranged weapons, excluding ones that have devastating wounds, um, get the anti-infantry 2+, plus and anti-monster 5+, plus abilities. Uh, and you can't target uh, a unit that's already been targeted with one of the other ammunition stratagems uh, with this one. Which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Uh, the only, the only un- unfortunate thing is that you can't use this on devastating wounds weapons, which is kind of a Yes. Um, yeah, I think this, this was because it was very easily abused with the Sterngard uh, yeah. Veterans squad. And I would have yeah. much preferred that we lost access to the Sterngard Veterans, um, but kept access to this causing devastating wounds. It, it is incredibly powerful, though. Um, so uh, it did have to be um, nerfed. So it's not the same limited, as the, the index yeah. card that you might have um, if you've ordered those. Oh, is the card different? The card is, is what it was originally, yeah, because it was, it was out before the change on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is an incredible stratagem. I know you can't use it on Devastating Wounds, but it is an incredible stratagem. Um, you want to shoot Custodes, you're wounding them on twos. You want to shoot Gene Steel Cult Aberrants, you're wounding them on twos. You're going to shoot Hive Guard, um, Tyrant Guard, you're wounding them on twos. Yeah, a lot of those units also can be minus one to wound two because there's a character in the unit. You just straight up wound them on twos with everything you've got. This yeah. is nuts. Yeah. And there's not a lot of heavy weapon access across the board unless you're rolling a lot of tanks, which then why are you playing Death Watch? So mm-hmm. you're, you're missing out on the, you know, that's, that's the downside is that so much of this is geared towards, like you said at the beginning, the, the large infantry blobs that you're not going to be bringing a lot of dreadnoughts and, and no. gladiator tanks and stuff. So you're not going to have a lot of heavy weapons. So the anti-monster five plus is also very strong because Agreed. there's going to be people rolling around with large bugs in nib lists mm-hmm. and or wraith knights or <clears throat> wraith knights. Maybe I think that's a thing. They right are now. monsters. Yeah, apparently that they're, they're quite good. I've so heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the twenty years last because I'm hoping that the that an FAQ comes out before we have to <laughs> Jonesy and I have to sit down to do those lists. Uh. And then moving on, the next one. So the, the remainder of these three. That's the other thing I, I like uh, the that we we still haven't lost our specialized ammunition. They just made them into strats, which frankly makes a lot of sense. It's a lot it does, less yeah. bookkeeping than in last edition. I also always like the idea of even if you read some of the like the the Death Watch novels and stuff, um, they always just sort of like flip a switch and switch their ammo between Kraken rounds and Dragonfire rounds and Hellfire mm-hmm. rounds. It always reminds me of um, the old Judge Dread movie with Sylvester Stallone. Where he just speaks a word in the, or even both the Judge Red movies, he does it. He speaks a word and it changes what kind of ammo it's going to fire. That's cool. Um, that's cool. So, all right, cracking rounds, one CP. Um, again, two kill team units or one adept starters unit, ex- excluding vehicles. Um, increase the AP unit of, uh, increase the AP for um, all ranged weapons in the unit by one and improve the range by six inches. Wow. Absolute win. This is also incredible. The fact so this works good. on torrent weapons as well. Um, this yeah. makes those Infernus heavy bolters so much better. I hadn't um, even thought about that. And frag cannons as well. Uh, so, yeah, because it means it increases their rapid fire range for the frag cannon uh, and they get an AP 2 to damage. So, this is uh, an excellent stratagem. And if you're not fancying anti infantry 2, plus, this is probably your go to. Is this an argument in favor of using the new Inferno Squad? I hadn't even. Th- I just 
I mean, it would work on them. Yeah, it would make them. I don't think they're AP one base, Infernus, um, but it would make them AP one. No, they're not. An extra I just range. pulled them up. Yeah, but yeah, making them eighteen inch ignores cover, torrent, strength five. Eight, it, that would make them AP one and one yeah. damage. Yeah, it's so, pretty good. All right, yeah, not bad. Um, still not probably viable, but uh, it was a thought. All right, and then the last <laughs> but not least, uh, Mikey, you want to do dragon fire rounds? Yeah, Dragonfire rounds. Um, so again, two kill team units or uh, another unit that isn't a vehicle. Till the end of the phase, range weapons equipped by models in your unit have the Assault and Ignores Cover abilities. I mean, this is a great tactical piece. This is yeah. flexibility uh, this one gives you rather than uh, necessarily damage. Ignores Cover is always great, of course, if you don't have it. Um, but being able to advance and shoot uh, for one command point is essentially what this gives you. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this is this one I imagine using on an endometer kill team a lot because you're going to yeah. be trying to get them up into somebody's face to maximize all of their shots. Yeah. And giving them ignores cover, you know, because yeah. we all know that's where the D-cannons and Desolation Marines are going to be hiding. Yeah, exactly. This is another great one for those torrent weapons too. Even though you've already got ignores cover, being able to advance and get an angle um, and still shoot. Because, of course, in this edition, you can't advance and shoot flamers, whereas previously you were able to. Um, so, yeah, pretty pretty yeah. big pretty big there. Yeah, very cool. All right, so that covers all of the um, data sheets, the enhancements, and mm-hmm. um, strats for Death Watch. Uh, we still got a little bit of time. Um, let's talk overall play style. Obviously, we, like you mentioned at the beginning, large infantry blobs, not probably spending anything on a lot of vehicles unless you're doing transports. Yeah, transports um, is, is your key vehicle investment. Um, I think access to some indirect is good as well. Um, so I do like the Whirlwind uh, from the yeah. main codex. Um, this offers you uh, a good profile, actually, against a lot of different targets that you might not otherwise have at range. Um, and Desolation Marines uh, are a little fragile um, and very expensive, actually. So a whirlwind is a good, a good solid vehicle choice. Yeah, with with desolation marines going up to in points almost to what they were at the end of ninth, mm-hmm. they're still one point per model cheaper, but whatever. Um, but whirlwinds are are 150 points per model, and in some early dice rolling tests I was doing, a, a whirlwind or two is a fantastic counter battery against yeah. desolation marines and some other stuff. So yeah, um, D cannons. D cannons are real devastating, but they're not real. Um, they don't very long range either. Yeah, so that's true. You, yeah, that's you true. can outrange those. Um, so yeah, having a if you're going to play Death Watch, I would seriously consider putting at least one whirlwind in, and yeah. maybe a second one. Yeah, I'm deeply considering putting a second one in. Yeah, so am I. So am I actually. Um, and a nice little pairing is the Lieutenant with Combi Weapon, the new one that is that just speaks death watch which you painted up and looks freaking amazing dude thank you thank you <laughs> yeah, seriously he's, he's... guys go on uh, mike's instagram page he just posted a photo of the lieutenant the guy that's got the terminator uh, or the, he's got the tyranid um uh piece on his shoulder in place of a to replace his shoulder guard the, the new lieutenant that just came out in the leviathan box mike's did a head swap and I don't think that's that's the only thing you changed, right? Or you said you re-angled uh, one of the arms. Yeah, I too. re-angled the the other arm with the knife. Yeah, yeah. But the the paint job and everything, the dude looks like he has been living out in you know the the backwoods of misery 
for yeah. months and just is just coming out of the jungle looking like, you know, somebody out of an 80s action movie. Just like he's just been out there doing murder for for weeks on end. Yeah. And all he wants is a drink. So go check that guy out. All right. Sorry, yeah, I had to geek sick. out about your, your, your paint <laughs> yeah. job on that model. Your, your job on that model is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I absolutely love him. Um, so he's got this ability where he can pick an objective at the start of the game. And um, if you're within six inches of him, you get real ones to hit against anyone on that objective. Uh, so that actually can pair really well with the whirlwinds if you want to go that route. Um, but it also pairs really well with the Hellfire stratagem. So the anti-infantry 2+. plus because it means you're just rerolling all of those wounds of one. Um, sorry, I think I said hits earlier. So you reroll wound rolls of one um, while you're within yeah. six inches of him targeting that objective marker. So you could even pack him in a Corvus or a transport piece with a kill team, pop him out, buff a couple of kill teams, maybe deep strike next to him, and you suddenly you're rerolling all your wounds uh, against people on a certain objective. Yeah. I've also given mine the Thief of Secrets just because it's cool. Right. Never always... The, the question, anytime you add a character to your list is this the person that's going to get the thief of secrets because you should yeah. um uh all right so the um any other like major standout units from the from the regular uh space ring uh, list that you would want so, to in- include yeah we mentioned hell blasters um yeah they're fantastic especially with anti-infantry 2 plus um yeah really really standout unit i think those guys um i mean captains you're always going to take at least one captain in yeah. there. Uh, Land Raiders, I particularly like the Redeemer for its Overwatch potential. Yeah, and I'm sure there's other ones. You know, the Hail Strike can give you extra AP across the arm against a specific target. The Thunder Strike can give you plus one to wound against a specific target across the whole army. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different ones that can build into a synergy um, if you want to go that route. Because there's some really yeah. nasty, like just shooting builds you could do with Death Watch and things. So, um, yeah, there's certainly a few standouts, but the core of Death Watch is going to be Death Watch veterans and kill teams. Yeah, always. I am um, in my first practice game. I actually put in a squad of six Blade Guard plus mm. a captain and a lieutenant just to see what it could do. Mm. It, I was not impressed. Okay, did you just couldn't get there. I was just no. I, I oh I I got to combat, but they just weren't. Blade Guard are not the blenders that they were in ninth, and I knew they were going to be a little less effective. But yeah, they were a lot less effective, and maybe it was just you know I don't even I don't think my dice were particularly bad. It was just yeah. a this is just yeah. not a a thing. And you know my my Blade Guard in my Death Watch list in ninth edition were a particularly standout unit. They always mm-hmm. seemed to come in clutch. They just don't ha- do the murder that they used to do, and so. I think they're going to have to go back on the shelf and make room for another kill team. Yeah. Or maybe even a dreadnought. So fair enough. The, um, the dreadnoughts are a good, good shout as well for, for death watch. I think. Yeah. Uh, I really yeah. want to get, I, I don't, I don't have the model yet, but I really want to get a brutalis dreadnought and play around with that mm-hmm. because you need some kind of melee in, in you know, in, in just to charge onto an objective, and try to clear something yeah. off and captain, uh, the, the dreadnought equivalent of, of, you know, Logan the Wolverine mm. screams to me, go forth and do horrible things to the ankles of that night. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and then the other unit I was, I wanted your opinion on is Invader ATVs. Invader ATVs seem like, a, I mean, they're decently pointed. They can get out, they can get on an objective and do some shooting. Is this something you would 
putting a um, watch list or no? I'm not personally a fan of the model, the the ATV. So I I personally wouldn't, but um, I could see their use. You'd probably be taking at least one bike in maybe some of your kill teams, just so they've got the mounted keyword in the unit. Yeah. That way you can do like the shoot if your buddies get shot ability, right? Uh, which is quite cool. Um, but it requires a points yeah. investment at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think there yeah. might be units that are just as cheap, but a little faster, and infantry to get through those walls. Yeah. So, uh, and then what about land speeders? Because we, I mean, the, which which I should be asking you is how does this? How do the Death Watch score the primary, and how are they going to score their secondaries? Because you've got these four or five large, very hi- highly pointed kill teams mm-hmm. as the core of your force. What are you using to score your objectives? Is it land speeders? Is it? It's not Vanguard vets anymore. No, so squads. yeah, so your primary is pretty set, like with the basis of your list. You've got these bricks that are pretty huff, tough to, to move, and you've got transports, which have good OC as well. Um, the Corvus gives you a mobile option to score cards with, and people don't tend to target the Corvus because there's a lot of other stuff to deal with. Uh, so the Corvus is great for moving 20 inches and doing cards for you. Um, other units you can look to include, um, think like the Lieutenant with Combi Weapon, single lone operative model, run around, do things has infiltrate small units like incursors or infiltrators uh, are good for this because bear in mind you can pop them in the sky and they can come back down uh, in your next turn as well at the end of your opponent's movement phase so even if you don't know what your cards are you can preemptively put a unit up in the sky and then be ready to score points wherever you need to uh, on on the table um, units like suppressors they're fast they're not particularly durable um, but they're fast deep strike can run around and score you points. Um, yeah, any of those little units uh, will work for you. Yeah. I was looking at a three-man Inceptor squad just because they've got that great deep strike within three inches thing. It's a great ability on those as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're a good choice too. Um, I like them. Um, uh, I just think they're a little expensive. Yeah, that was... I was just going to say, they're but at 115 points for three, they're a little pricey. Yeah. But T6, three wounds, maybe they'll survive one yeah. round of shooting. Time will tell, I suppose. Time will tell. So, um, you mentioned scoring cards. So, I, I take it your your preference for Death Watch is is doing the tactical missions and not the fixed secondaries. Uh, in an ideal world, I'd rather do fixed with um, oh, okay. Death Watch. Yeah, I, I just think our army plays well into that. The double oath of moment, for example, um, and having big units that can we can allocate to doing a certain thing. Um, so, fixed if they're available would be the preference. And I think Storm Hostile Objective is a good one for Death Watch, uh, which is taking an objective off your opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, can be handy, but can backfire as it has in previous editions with that kind of kind of um, scoring. Um, tactical definitely works for Death Watch, though. You've got abilities like making your unit uh, assault weapons so you can advance and, and be eligible to shoot. You've got these transports that are hovering around um, or just you know driving around, and they can score you points as well. Um, transports, I think, are the magic. Um, when it comes to balancing a Death Watch list, because if you've got a Rhino or a Razorback or or even a Land Raider um, that you know isn't going to be able to contribute this turn, it can go and score an objective. Um, yeah, it can cleanse for you that kind of thing. Okay, all right. So strengths and weaknesses, strengths and weaknesses. Okay, um, so the strengths are their shooting capability, especially against any infantry heavy armies. So they're also able to deal with monsters too um, because of the, some of the strats there. Um, but 
great at dealing with infantry. Space Marines, anything like that. Anything that's not, you know, getting to, well, actually any infantry at all, really, because of the strats they can deal with. Um, vehicle heavy armies, it's a lot harder. Um, you're relying on Oath of Moment uh, and lethal hits, probably, to get most of your damage through. Uh, and this is where you kind of need those Thunder Hammers so that you can actually hurt them in combat. Um, but from range, it's quite difficult to deal with vehicles unless you take things like repulsor executions and that kind of thing, which doesn't quite play into um, the the kill team side of things. In terms of your weaknesses, there's very little defense against mortal wounds with this army. Um, unless you decide to take a Terminator Chaplain, um, you've got basically no defense against mortal wounds. Uh, some of your kill teams can be pretty uh, unresilient. If your opponent's got enough shots, we've only got a three-up save. Um, and short of armor of contempt, um, it can be quite easy to chew through them, uh, which is where you know you have the opportunity to put terminators in uh, to some of these units to keep them alive. And of course, another weakness is that we don't have a huge number of units. As we said at the beginning, if you take out um, some of these little squads, those inceptors, once they've done their business, this lieutenant run around on his own, uh, that kind of stuff, then we're kind of grounded. And when we draw cards, we're really, really relying on something we can actually do without having to do an action or be illegible to shoot and then not shoot. That's the real struggle um, with Death Watch, I think. Okay. All right. Um, any opportunities or threats? Um, yeah, opportunities is is having even more of those cheaper units in there, looking at strategic reserve to make sure your units can set up on the table without being killed, um, finding lone operative units so that you can pop them in the sky. Uh, and come back down again later on. So those are opportunities to score some of those cards and hide whilst being able to do it. Yeah, things like the Corvus, being able to move around. And then defense against mortal wounds, well, unfortunately there's not a huge amount we can do about that. You know, we've got the Terminator Chaplain. Um, Yeah. Other opportunities, Agents of the Imperium is is an aspect of of the book, of the Imperium you can look at, because they've got some very cheap units you can slot in. Um, that can do some of these cards for you or sit at the back um, or be in strategic reserve uh, and give you some flexible options. Okay. Oh, speaking of which, I, that just, I remembered I was going to ask you earlier. What are your thoughts on putting the um, Apothecary Biologus into a Indometer kill team? I'd do it if you've got the points. I think it's great. Lethal Hits buffs that unit so much. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's great is the OC increase as well. Because your power fist, you're probably going to kill something with the power fist. Uh, and I'd have a Gravis Captain in there. I'd first consider the Gravis Captain and then the Biologist on top. Um, yeah, because you're going to kill something. And then this guy's now OC9. Nobody really wants to kill him because he doesn't do a huge amount. Um, so he makes the unit able to take objectives. Uh, so yeah, I, I really like the Biologist in, in the Gravis okay. kill team. Okay, cool. All right. Um... So let's uh, pause real quick um, for a to hear from our third sponsor of the day, Siege Studios. And now for a word from our sponsor, Siege Studios. They are the experts in providing professional miniature painting services, ensuring your armies always look their best on the battlefield. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, Siege Studios can help bring your miniatures to life. Don't miss out on their quality craftsmanship. All right, we are back. Um, I am still trying to schedule a uh, sit-down time with James so we can record some more um, battle-ready segments. So for those of you who enjoy those segments, they're coming back. Just bear with me for a little bit. Uh, all right, we do have a rules of our question for today, Mike. 
Um, this came from our uh, community forty uh, community Facebook page. Um, it is from uh, Neil Aaron Buckles. He said, "Hi all. Here's a quick rules lawyer question for you for the Necron Monolith's Eternity Gate ability." Okay. He said, "For the uh, Monolith's Eternity Eternity Gate ability, can I use it immediately after deep striking the Monolith to teleport a squad of warriors across the board?" Okay. Well, let's get the wording in front of us. Just adding yep. one to my list right now. Oh, there's already one in there. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Eternity Gate. In the reinforcement step of your movement phase, you can, so at any point in that reinforcement step, so it could be after you've set this guy up, absolutely, you can select one Necron's infantry unit from your battlefield that is either in reserves or on the battlefield. If you select the latter, remove that unit from the battlefield and place it into reserves. That unit is then set up anywhere on the battlefield that is wholly within six inches of this model and not within engagement range of any enemy models. That unit cannot declare a charge this turn. I mean, I think it's pretty clear you can deep strike this guy in and use that ability. Uh, There's nothing to say that you can't do that. Yeah, nothing says you can't, and the way it reads, you can. So, uh, Neil, uh, go for it. Yeet those um, uh, Necrons, the warriors, right across the table. Now, you, you have to... You've got to be wholly within six inches of the model, so you're not going to be doing this probably with a 20-man blob of Necron warriors, um, or they're going to be... You're just it's going, going to be s- tough sort of with the space, yeah. Spread them all around, like doing a ring around the monolith. But um, yeah, if you if you use this judiciously and practice with it, I think it could be a absolutely viable and dangerous trick. So go for Agreed. it. Agreed. Uh, all right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you again, or at least for this episode. Thank you again for your time and your attention. Um, I'm intending on dropping World Eaters sometime today, and uh, we should be getting another special guest um, in shortly to discuss Death Guard. I still got to get in touch with him and can lock in date and time. Uh, so we've got uh, at least those are those episodes are on the horizon. By the time you hear this, you will have definitely heard World Eaters. Um, and then Mike and I have to schedule a little bit longer block of time so we can go through his other beloved faction, the uh, Adeptus Militarum, a.k.a. Astra. Imperial Guard. Militarum. Or Astra Militarum. Or Imperial yeah, Guard. They're just the Imperial Guard. Yeah. It's just, they're just the IG. So we're going to get together and talk IG um, in all of their 9,000 data sheets uh, in the very near future. So lots of great content still to come. Until then, this is Dave Colmel for Mike Costello and all of Vanguard Tactics saying, Ferb, I know what we're going to do today. Take care, guys. <laughs>